I think I've had about a hundred guests on my podcast, rough estimate. The most message I've ever gotten about a guest is you still, right? I mean, people keep messaging because I think your story when you were on uh, episode 140 resonated with a lot of guys. And I know a lot of guys, I don't know if anyone's emailed you because I gave your contact to someone, but um, I think it resonated with a lot of people. And I think a lot of people have wanted to know, like, how have you been since uh, the last time you were on? Yeah, first of all, um, that's really cool to hear. Um, and indeed, I received an email from somebody that you um, forwarded to me. He was also telling me that he was inspired by my story and wanted to know how I did it and, and all this transformation, as people like to call it. <coughs> and um, I've been really good. I think the last time uh, we were talking, I was just getting into dating. So it was, I think, kind of roughly one year. Ah, okay. It's I thought exactly... it was less than that, but okay. Yeah, no, no, it was it was one year. I think it was around New Year's uh, last year. And mm. so um, I spent six more months dating, and now I have a girlfriend since some months. Cool. Yeah. And how's that, how's that been? Um, so you've basically gone through two transitions. You went from celibacy into dating into into a relationship yeah yeah i just needed the the celibacy to feel like i'm not um i don't like i'm not needy of external validation or validation by women and i think that made m me more relaxed for the dating world because i have never really dated before i've never really entered the the, the dating world and installed tinder and these apps which I did after my celibacy. And that's also when we were talking last year and, and, and um, I started to get into the dating world. And I indeed was very relaxed when I started dating. That made things much more easy for me. Of course, I think at the, uh, at the beginning, I was nervous because I had still these thoughts like, hmm, will women like me? And yeah, the normal worries that you, have, that you might have if you're a bit insecure. Um, about your attractiveness to women? Well, would you say that you were relaxed because celibacy showed you you didn't need women? Or are there other factors? Um, I think it's... I think it's because of that, because I filled all my time for six months only with activities that had nothing to do with women at all. Mm -hmm. I really forbid myself to talk to women, think of dating, think of sex, think of anything that has to do with, with um, females. I was doing a lot of sports myself, hobbies, and I felt like, okay, I really like the guy that I have become. I like my life. I feel very, I feel very, I felt agency, like it's all in my hands and I don't need any, anything to, to prove me even more that I'm a man or that I'm cool or whatever. I did not need anything to prove me that or anyone, let's say. And mm. so when I entered the dating world, I was like still nervous, but I thought like, okay, you know what? You know what? I'm cool anyway. So if they reject me, I will not crawl. Like actually, you know, I, I was still thought like, okay, I'll try it. Maybe it works out. Maybe it doesn't. I was a bit nervous, but then I, I thought like, okay, what is the consequence? Where do I fall down to? Okay, if I fall, I just fall on 
my life's cool. Hmm. I think that's what red pill community also tries to teach, right? To get a bit yeah. detached from, from the, the female validation. Yeah. Cause it's one thing to like spiritually be like, Oh, I'm going to be detached from outcome. But if you're not feeling complete, of course you're going to be attached to outcome. Like there's no. Absolutely. You know, there's and I nothing... tried, exactly. I think that people uh, also like to fool themselves a bit about that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, somehow I, I think I, I went quite far on that road. I don't know if I have achieved it perfectly. I don't want to say that, that I'm, I was absolutely enlightened and, you know, completely detached from that, but I was pretty much detached and happy with my life. So dating uh, was um, a cool experience for me. I did not have any problems to uh, meet women. Um, and um, I also met my now girlfriend quite at the beginning of my dating phase. And um, in the end, when we were talking about or because we always kept, you know, meeting and even if I met one other girl or one other girl, it was still her. I had this connection with. So I kept dating my, my now girlfriend for a longer time. And she asked me from time to time if I could imagine having a relationship with her. And I always said, no, you know, because I want to meet um, and date, I have the possibility to date other girls and I was really enjoying being free. And because I came out of, um, of such a very, very hard and destructive relationship the year before, I swore to myself to, to never really get caught up by women in the spider web again, so to speak. And I told her that, that I don't want to get back into the spider web. And I think I've, I was in a place where also a lot of red pill guys stay for years telling each other, you know, like, yeah, women are, you know, bad you know, because they maybe have gone through an abusive or bad relationship like I did and experienced the dark side of femininity, like what women can do to your psyche and feel so disillusioned and so betrayed by women that they say like, Oh, I will never be in a committed relationship ever again. I might date, but I will never commit. Yeah. And the whole MGTOW yeah, ethos. Yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it's an understandable that you become avoidant and I was certainly avoidant and I did, you know, that led me to, to say like, Oh no, you know, if you're avoidant, you can always doubt the the women around you you're like okay no she's not the right one she's not the right one she's not the right one and um then last summer came just um this this conversation that we had that my now girlfriend told me you know what i understand that you don't want to commit i totally respect you because you've been always honest and 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 i really respect you as a person but this is my boundary i can't go on like this like i Either we go into a relationship or it's, or we can't meet anymore. And I said like, cool, this is your opinion, but I don't want to go into a relationship. I told you from the beginning. So that's the deal and bye. Yeah. So just, just to frame the, so like around this time last year, you started seeing your now girlfriend, you're dating many other women as well and honest about it. And then six months in, this is when this happened. Exactly. After the the time months. bomb, if you will. <laughs> yeah. 
After six months, she said, like, you know, um, I, I know you told me that you are also seeing other girls and I told you that it's fine. But I feel more and more connection to towards you and it hurts me right now really a lot that, um, yeah, that's, that, that we are not getting deeper and, and, and um, we're, still, we're still not really, you know, moving any deeper. And I don't want to do it like this anymore. And so I said, like, okay, I will, but I will stick to my words, right? So I told you that I don't want to have a, re a, a, a monogamous relationship with one woman or commit or have a bond in any way. So I'm, I'm off. Bye. I mean, it was sad. And actually, we cried because we liked each other very, very much. And we liked each other also so much. And I liked her so much because I felt like I can talk openly to her. She's very supportive towards me, very much um, strengthening my way. So always when I said no to her, I said, like, I have to be honest to you. I can't commit. She said, like, I like that about you. I like, you know, even if you say no towards me, I respect that you're honest with me. And I, th I think you're a really, really great man. And so it was really hard to leave her. And two weeks after that, we just casually called and... I said, like, you know what? Fuck it. And after the call, which was very emotional, it made click. And I really, in, in the same moment, I just went to my app, said even to some to, to, to girls, you know what? About next weekend, I'm out. I, I can't see you, blah, blah, blah. And I just deleted all the apps. And, and I decided in that moment, this is my woman. I knew it. I, it's, it's, I really knew it. I made a decision. I said like, no, and whatever I said before, no commitment. And I will never get back into a relationship. I said like, this was just a feeling. This did not come from my head, but just, just came from, from my body. And, it, and, um, the, the decision from back then proved now to be perfect. Absolutely accurate. Awesome. And I think it's, I mean, it's actually more romantic and perhaps more perfect on your end that you said no first, because if you said yes, immediately, basically she cries, you said yes, that would be your old pattern and you would never be sure. And she would never be sure because you just basically gave in to uh, her, her emotional play. Not, not to put it, but you know, that, that's what it, you know, that was what it was. That's on point. That's absolutely on point what you say, because that's what I told her. Because when I, when we broke up first and I said, like, I can't commit, I said, like, if I commit to you now, I would just give in to your crying. You cry, you make me sad. And then I, I would not know if I would choose you out of bad consciousness, out of bad feeling that I feel um, sorry for you or for us. And I would never really be sure myself if I would have proactively decided myself for you. So when we broke up and then we were calling two weeks later, I said to her, you know what, can you meet tomorrow? And she was like, yeah, um, okay, yeah, let's meet tomorrow. Next day we met and I told her, I want you. I'm not seeing any other girls. And she was like very surprised. She was like, what's, what's happening? I said, like, I'm sure. And she said, Patrick, I, it's absolutely fine if you don't want to commit, you, you know, and said like, no, listen to me. I'm sure. I'm sure of what I'm saying. I'm 100% sure. And I felt that I'm now I am choosing her and I know what I'm doing. And now also six months later, almost, I feel like, yeah, this is my decision. I'm not a slave 
towards the emotions of a woman or her wants and needs, but I myself made the decision. Hmm. That's awesome. So you're king. Yeah. Yeah. I would so say how so. have been the last six months? Relaxed. Yeah. Just relaxed. It's it's amazing. Like because I had a hell of a relationship before, um, with a lot of chaos and me trying to to tame the the dragon, um, which was you know the picture of my girlfriend I had at that time. I don't want to talk badly about her, but it she was she had her issues. And I had the same, you know, it's just complimentary, you know, if you search, mm -hmm. you search what you need, basically, and I needed a lot of shit and pain in my life to wake up. So, and now that I don't need any pain to wake up anymore, I attracted a calm soul, a very soft woman who works with kids, who is... Um, my supporter number one, who strengthens my masculinity, who is, yeah, we can talk eye to eye and still she admires me. So it's, it's, it's really cool. That's awesome. What would you say to yourself of two years ago about relationship? Um, I would say to myself that you don't need to struggle and fight to prove yourself that you're a man. Hmm. At least not in, in a relationship. That, that, that's because this was basically my, my pattern. Um, I defined myself through fixing women and being the savior, which is basically was my, my narrative. When you talk about psychology and, and, and also about, I don't want to get too deep into narcissism, but if you have an idea of yourself and a, and a narrative of yourself in which you paint yourself the hero, you can ask yourself, what is my narrative? How do I want to see myself? And, and back then in relationships, I wanted to see myself as the white knight rescuing poor women or chaotic women and i would tell myself drop the narrative really drop it you are not a knight no one asks you to rescue anyone this is just your narrative and um, you don't need drama to prove yourself that you're a man yeah I, actually i do want to get into that because like um it seems like every so often there's a, a, a new psych term that becomes very popular like attachment theory which i like it's a useful model was very popular in relationship uh, content for a while. And then narcissistic personality disorder, I hear all the time. In fact, anytime I, I'm speaking to someone, man or woman, who has a troubled relationship, they're always like, oh yeah, I, I was dating a narcissist. And they tell me all the, the, the 10 bullet points from the blog article, this is a narcissist. And in a way, I do feel like, not that it's wrong, but it seems like a way of uh, detaching from your responsibility in the relationship. Uh, whereas what you're saying, would you say that it takes a narcissist to date a narcissist? Not necessarily, but it would take two people who are not not good themselves, who are not fully integrated or who are not grown to to do this this dance. And mm -hmm. I I would not even call my ex girlfriend a narcissist. I just would call myself 
So from what I understand is that if you don't, if you are not in yourself happy with who you are, you need to decorate, a, you, you, you invent a persona, a fake self that is, you name it, strong, cool, blah, 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 has a hot girlfriend, whatever. But this person is not you. And in my case, I just said that I basically kind of was narcissistic in a way, because, you know, if you feel like you're an empath or empathic person and you, you can fix people, this nar narcissistic, in my terms, is the, the person of the savior that you create. You or I, what I did is I was not happy with who I am. So I created this fake persona, Patrick, whose superpower is to understand broken women, to help them master their life and overcome problems. So basically what I call narcissistic is the, the, this fake self that I was, this fake persona of a women rescuer, you know? And that's what I call narcissistic. I don't say that, that, that I was, a, like, I, I, I'm not getting into like um, personality disorders in here, but um, what I ultimately did is I questioned this fake self and said like, do I really need to be a knight or see myself as a hero that rescues women in order to feel good with myself? And so I debuilt this whole fake persona and now really I don't need to prove myself anything. What was it like? Cause you know, that persona was a part of your identity, right? Especially in relate in, in dating, let's say. Yeah. What was it like not having it and like, not like basically having less structure to your identity? Can you repeat that question? I did not get, exactly what you mean i think yeah like uh you use this part this persona to interact with women let's say it was yeah, like part of what exactly. you brought to the table exactly this uh, persona was very understanding and very uh -huh. very empathic almost female like oh yeah i get you you know mm -hmm. yeah so when you started dating again a year ago what was it like showing up without like did you have a new identity where did you feel identity -less? I felt, I felt without a protection. And this mm -hmm. is the thing. If you're broken, if your so-called core um, or your core identity is, is somehow insecure, this narcissistic fake self, this persona is like, a, like an armor. Yeah. So some people go to the gym to have an armor that shows, you know, like I'm strong, you know, but talk to the tough guys, the tattooed tough guys. They have sometimes, they've gone through shit in their childhood. And so when you talk to them, they say like, I go to the gym, I, 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 I look aggressive. I look like this because I feel like really shit inside. At least I had some of these conversations. And so I felt skinless. I felt protectionless dating without being this savior. So in some conversations, I really struggled. I really get, got emotional. I got triggered. And I had to be really real because I had to tell the women at some points, you know, like, um, oh, I'm sorry, I don't know how to cope with that. Or, you know, I'm about to cry and I'm sorry, I, I might seem stupid. You know, I was really honest even about my insecurities. And I told them, you know, I feel stupid right now or I feel like I'm talking bullshit. Am I, you know, 
actually you would say I did not seem very com not always very comfortable all the time, but I was real all the time. That is the only thing I can tell you. I was real all the time. Hmm. What would you say to someone who is in that phase, they're afraid to be skinless and they're tempted to go back to their old persona. Just fight it. I, 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 I fought it in, in, by writing my uh, principles, my, my rules. I, I had a set of rules, like speak your truth. For these phases, John Peterson helps a lot. Um, mm -hmm. if, you, if you want to build up principles and write the, those principles down, and really smack yourself in your head when you transgress and, and you cheat on your principles, when you become a nice guy again, when you try to fix and save a woman, a woman again. Just say like, I talked to myself, I said like, what are you talking? You're talking after her mouth, you try, you try to manipulate and seem nice and you say, oh yeah, I also like that film. You've never watched it. <laughs> <laughs> and, so, and so what I did is then, Stupid, but then I, 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 I was very nervous and I said then, uh, uh, by the way, about the film that we talked about. And she said, yeah. <laughs> I said, like, it sounds very stupid, but I lied. I've never watched it. I just tried to be cool. <laughs> and she was like, that's weird, but it's funny. And yeah, that's, that's you know, and you get positive feedback. People really respect your balls if you have the balls to be real. Because today, if you, if you are real, you are the person. You are really, yeah, it's, it's, it's the opposite of skinless. You are really, really there. Hmm. Uh, so I want to talk about attracting types of people. I mean, because like in the law of attraction world, there's this idea that you attract what you are. And your persona, your previous persona was really good at attracting a certain type of woman like your ex, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and you were drawn to that. Whereas that persona probably wouldn't have attracted your current girlfriend. And in fact, it was the skinless realness that gained her respect, right? 100%. The persona of before was fake, was a shell. So I attracted also women who were the same complementary maybe in their own way but you know like different but same in a way and i absolutely agree that skinless and true and healthy i attracted a, 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 a very honest and, and and healthy soul myself yeah hmm. and then the reverse also because actually what what made me want to invite you on again is I guess a couple months ago we were catching up and you said something, uh, I mean, I don't have exactly what you said, but something like in the past, you felt like you needed to be with uh, maybe traumatic, interesting woman because you weren't interested in your own life. Can you actually say, do you remember what you said to me? I said, if, you, um, if you're a boring man, you need an interesting woman. And if an interesting man, you don't. Yeah. Which I thought was very interesting because actually, if you don't mind sharing, I think around a year ago we were speaking and there was a woman in your life that was very much like your ex. Yeah. And she was kind of throwing herself at you and yeah. you found yourself losing interest, right? Yeah, exactly. 
exactly. It's 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 that I I I I met a girl that was very much like my ex girlfriend, and I still felt the old chemistry. So my fake self was already ready to 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 bond with her or to mm. get closer to her, but my body and everything in my body really re pushed and rejected that, um, because I felt like my old fake self wants to bond with her and it would have matched in a toxic way or in a detrimental way. But being different now, I, I could not, I could not get close to this woman. It was hmm. impossible. When did you notice that it wasn't turning you on? Um, I noticed I can tell from my experience that your body is knows what's good for you and what's not good for you. So I, if you close down your rational thinking, which says, oh, she's beautiful. She's a PhD in ocean science, whatever. <laughs> you know, these are just things to decorate your fake self with. You know, like your fake self thinks like, ah, this type of woman would decorate this version that I created. You know, like it would be cool if my fake self is with a woman who is a model at the agency X, Y, or who is a PhD in what, or is an author, blah, blah, blah. But these things don't mean nothing. If this person is compatible to you, it means nothing. It just means something to decorate your fake, fake self with. And, but if you've, if you've healed or you start healing, and your body will tell you, like my body was, I was, I was getting sick being with her. My, my heart started racing, but not in a good way. Um, my libido was down. I was not sexually attracted to her. Even, even, if, even if I would have thought in my, or I did think rationally, she's beautiful. She's a beautiful woman. She would be great decoration. If you would be with your guys, they would all tell to your fake self, man, you have attracted a really hot woman. You know, this is what you maybe rationally would think and in, in, in from your old patterns, but your body tells you not wholesome, not healthy, not good, you know? And so I, I feel like I want to throw up. Hmm. But when you weren't healed, that would have turned you on and Absolutely. drawn you in, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Because I would only think, wow, if, you know, I have, um, I have written down something regarding this. It all comes down to the question, how do you define yourself? Is there anything you lack? So if you think that you are not attractive and women find, don't find you attractive, what do you need? Rationally, you need to find an attractive woman to decorate yourself with and to show yourself and the other people around you that you are indeed attractive. If you feel that you lack in status, what are you searching? Maybe a woman that has a PhD in ocean science because you think that academic degrees make you, you know, like it's all about what do you lack? What do you want? What do you need from, from these women to give you? But if you're healthy and you are the man yourself and a person that has grown from the inside, what do you need really? You need a woman that is independent of yourself, that is an own person that is willing to support the man that you are, not to, 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 to be your jewelry, 
or to decorate you and, and signal something to the outside, but to just support the man that you truly are, to see that man and to say like, hey, you know what? I'm going to be the mom of your kids. I will take care of your kids. I will be there when you come home after a long day of work. I support you. And that's it. Yeah, you said something last time we spoke. Uh, I think you're using an analogy like your current girlfriend's the type of woman who will hop on the back of your motorcycle and go wherever you go. Whereas maybe before you wanted to get on the motorcycle, you wanted to get on the back of someone else's motorcycle. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm. I, I, I was looking up to the women like please you know like give me something of your charm of your appearance of whatever i want to be part of your world now mm -hmm. my girlfriend's part of my world mm -hmm. what would you say to someone who is maybe listening to this he's like you a couple of years ago and he like understands it but still the other kind of woman is what turns him on and the other and the woman that maybe is good for him, who would really support him. I don't know, for some reason, it's just boring. He's just not drawn to her. Like, what would you say to that person? Honestly, I have, I have thought about that. And I, I'm not really sure if you need a time where you really suffer. Hmm. I don't know if you can skip that. Actually, I would say be on your hmm. own. So like, let's, let's try to, 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 to go that way. If you want to avoid the pain, but and then find a healthy relationship like I have now, be on your own and be cool with yourself like I did in my celibacy and then date again and see what happens. But to be honest, I think you will always be attracted until you get really crushed and, and really destroyed and, and then wake up. I think it, it, it sounds cynical, but I think sometimes you need to be punched so hardly in the face that you wake up. So, uh -huh. you know, because I, before, when I was younger, I, I was not attracted by normal girls, by ordinary girls. So even if I started dating an ordinary girl or being with one, I was still craving for the, for the crazy ones. I was still with her and looking after the crazy, you know, I don't uh -huh. want to say that. Yeah. But you know, I was still craving. I found these women. What were you going to say? The bitches? Yeah. Crazy bitches. <laughs> yeah. I found, I found problematic women to be sexy. So sexy is the thing that you, that you have not integrated yourself. So there are two ways. Either you you date the women that have what you lack. They have the strength, they have the chaos, they have the darkness that you have not integrated yourself. So you try to get it from then until, until you're complete burnt out. And then you develop the darkness in yourself and you integrate yourself or, and I don't know how to do that actually, because I have not done it. You stay away from these girls and from what attracts you, but you have to be really strong to do that and try to develop and to find out, okay, what do these girls possess that I want to own from them and try to develop this yourself? Is it sexuality? Is it, is it nastiness? Is it assertiveness? Is it masculinity maybe, right? Mm. You did kind of do that though, right? During your celibacy period. Because I'm, I'm remembering now, like, uh, well, let's say 
it was your slave archetype that was drawn to these chaotic women. And when you and I were speaking, like the the name that came, that the term that kept coming up was to integrate your dark king. Yeah. Which is kind of what maybe you were grasping for, like the dark, the dark leader in, uh, in these other women. And then you integrated it eventually and you don't need a woman who possesses that now. It's true. It's true. Through my celibacy and also while we were working together, first of all, I did the 21 days masculinity arc, no, the, your challenge. Uh, what was archetype it challenge. Archetype yeah. challenge. Exactly. This is the first, first thing actually I did to reconnect with myself and, and, and find out about my masculinity because it was, it, it was uh, buried <laughs> deep down. And, um, I did sports myself and I did aggressive sports myself. I challenged myself. So there are ways where you can find those things that you search in women. Mm -hmm. Right. So there are definitely ways, but as I said, maybe when you're young, it, it is not so obvious that you just do it yourself. Right. Because it's Mm -hmm. more obvious to get drawn into those relationships. You're horny. So you just follow the girls that you, you find horny and you don't really overthink that until. So yeah, it's, it is possible. Like we did it together and working together, but yeah, I was thinking. You're saying that you probably wouldn't have started that journey if you didn't get punched in the face hard enough. Yeah. Okay. Uh, cause that is the thing, you know, cause, you know, when people, I've gotten a lot of messages from listeners of like, well, how did Patrick do it? Because everyone wants, everyone in that situation obviously wants to go through your transformation. And the only thing I've said, which I don't know if we said in the last episode, but I think it's the truth. It's like, you progressed very quickly because you really went into your pain. It's like, yeah. you were getting punched and you're like, okay, I think you, you leaned into it. And like, you can't not change. Either you're going to die or you're going to change. I wouldn't put yourself in that situation. Worst people I've seen, unfortunately, who kind of drag out that, transformation period for years it's like they're still avoiding it they're you know, they're finding some comfort that avoids the pain and then they never really get to have the transformation exactly yeah that's also i read a i read a quote about psychologists saying psychologists do a great job but often they just um um how do you uh, band aid over yeah. the over the wound but what people actually need, need is basically pain so hard that they wake up and not go back to sleep because if they go Mm -hmm. to psychologists and they give them some coping strategies they maybe stay with that girlfriend or they stay in that bad place and never really wake up yeah well they also stay going to the psychologist for years yeah (laughs) you know (laughs) so i guess it's a better business model for them (laughs) it's true yeah cool man uh so what is all right so because i am curious about your relationship because Obviously, everyone has a honeymoon period. And maybe you had two honeymoon periods. I don't know, when you first started seeing each other before you committed. And maybe I'm sure there was a high after the very romantic experience of breaking up and then coming back, you know. But of course, everyone goes into a more, let's say, normal, normalized relationship life. How has that been? The thing is, I never really felt completely crazy intoxicated from the beginning so the transition was not so hard into this more or less normal stable relationship it was never this high and low this like crazy 
um, crazy making, crazy in love, and then really, really low fighting and shouting, I never want to see you again, and then making up again. So it was always, from the beginning when I was dating her, it was really calm. That what was what made me think that she might be not the one because it was so calm, mm -hmm. right? So it was always so calm. It was so calm. It was always felt always really good. I always felt comfortable to be myself. But I thought like, is this love? Like, or is this, what is this? I just feel so super calm. Nothing is like crazy. And so I have to say, we are the same, like actually since we're, we've been dating, I talk the same mm -hmm. honest with her. Um, the connection is actually the same because from the beginning, she allowed me to be exactly that. So, mm -hmm. and also on the other, on the other side, sex is the same great and exciting. It stayed always, always the same. Hmm. More or less. Uh, have you had desires to be single again? No. Really? No. Like no. just variety of women, anything like that, that hasn't, that hasn't come up in you? Um, no. And what helped is uh, my decision because I made the decision and I mm. talked to her about, you know, like, I don't know if we commit for years and years. Um, I don't know if people from time to time need some, something different, you know, some variety of, of, of sex partners or whatever. And she's like, I can talk about it with her. And she's like, yeah, might be like this. And um, I feel like also open enough to talk about this with her if I would need something else at some point in my life. But mm. this is the great thing about agency and about really doing things wholeheartedly and making decisions. I made a decision. So I feel like, what well, you want this. And if you don't want it, you just say it. So I think people often think that they are like babies and they, they, they are um, helpless and, 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 and things dictate or, or the world or their girlfriends or whatever dictates them what to do. I'm still free to see other women. Like who, who will hold me back if I want to see other women? But then of course I would have to break up with her, with my girlfriend or tell her or do something honest and really stick to my opinion. But if you understand that everything you do is your own responsibility and you own your reality, it takes away the wish to break out. Because why would you break out from what prison? No, no one imprisoned you. It was your decision to be with your girlfriend and to, to, to want a family maybe with her. So don't complain. If, if you need to complain, do something about it. Talk to her or whatever. You are not a kid anymore. Hmm. That's beautiful. <laughs> so oh actually all right so i'm remembering now uh, i think you emailed me maybe i don't know how many months ago something like uh you don't have any problems or you don't have quests i, don't, I forget what you worded it as it's like you used to have uh you know these kind of problems to work on i think you said like your your career is established do you remember that email mm -hmm. yeah like, what's what's going on with that um, yeah, I think I was, it was in summer when I was questioning my life because everything was smooth and everything <laughs> went well. Like I have, I have a great girlfriend. I have a good, a great career. Everything's fine. So what about my purpose in life? And I think you answered, well, if, if you're fine and your life's great, 
maybe it's time to give to others and take responsibility for other people. And so I'm really close to um, having my own family. Cool. I don't know exactly when, but my girlfriend and I are already talking about it because I'm so sure about it. So that will be something in the next years. I also do a training to become a, a therapist myself. Nice. I will, I'm starting a men's group probably in the next weeks and months. And I will not only take care of my own family in the next years, but I will probably start working with men to, awesome. to just, yeah, to just um, share my view and just help, help men. Cool, man. Well, I think yeah. you'll do great at that. Thanks. Yeah. And I think that, I, I think I wrote that in the email. I don't remember if I did. Like to me, that's what really defines the king archetype. Like to, to just be like, oh, I'm a king means nothing if you don't have a realm with other people in it. Like that's, that's what like literally makes you, or I guess it's not literal, it's metaphorical still, but it's what makes you a king. It's like you have people in your court. Yeah. Because you've solved your own problems in your previous phase. Yeah, exactly. I think that's what, when you know that you're the alpha wolf, because the alpha wolf does not eat first, he eats last. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that's true in the wolf world, but yeah, it's a nice idea. <laughs> leave, leave, leave me the image. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> Great. Yeah, so you're have that's a how I see it. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to have a, a family soon, you think? I think so. Yeah. And then in the next years, maybe I want to travel with my girlfriend a bit before, um, mm -hmm. enjoy time uh, without kids for some time. And, 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 uh, but yeah, I, I'm basically ready for it. And I think that's, that's, that's a good feeling. Um, to be really, I, I feel like now I, before I felt like a boy and now I really feel that I, I can be a father. I actually already feel like a father somehow. And I feel like if you're too afraid to be responsible for yourself, if you're too, too afraid to speak your own truth, if you're unable to soothe yourself, how will you be able to soothe your kids, take care of a family, take care of kids and take responsibility for other people if you can't even speak your own truth? It's right. just yourself, right? It's just yourself. If, if that is too much for you, I, I don't think that you will be... You can, I, I think You're you will not be a great father. Yeah, you will have <laughs> troubles. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's like, um, I mean, well, I, I've said this a few times on the podcast. It's like, all the principles that I'm discovering of fatherhood are the same exact things that are true for dating, relationships, being a man. They're all the same, but the stakes are higher because if you fuck up, a lot of people can be affected, not just your own poor self. Absolutely. And I think that's a great task. And also when people cite some studies that say like parenthood makes you less happy because you have less mm -hmm. time, less money, less whatever. I think like that might be the case for some people, but I don't want happiness. I want purpose and I want a, a task, something to, with, you know, a purpose. And for me, taking responsibility for other people and for your, for your family um, is, is a great purpose. And it's beyond hedonistic lifestyle of, yeah, you know, I want to travel there. I want to date. I want to do this, do that. But so at, at some point, I think it's great. I can just imagine, maybe you can answer that, to, to have a purpose to take care of other people. 
Yeah. And actually, I think the thing you said, which I, I've heard even from other parents, comes from like this consumerist idea that it's always better to have more time, more freedom, more money. Like that's kind of ingrained in all of us based on our our culture. But that's only that's only recently that that was a, a human assumption. Like our our Stone Age ancestors, they spent all their time surviving because that's what they needed to do. And that they didn't think about, oh, I wish I had more free time to do whatever other bullshit activity. And that actually, to answer your question, you know, there is obviously stress. Like there are times I want to do one thing because I'm used to being most of my life I've been single. Right. Uh, and I'm, you know, baby wife needs me. And there is a conflict, obviously, at times. But it has also been nice you know, of all of the things I could possibly do with myself, it's very clear what is important. It's very clear, like, what will lead to real fulfillment more than whatever other activities. It kind of narrows you down, which is nice. It kind of goes against the, the consumerist idea, but, like, you know, you spend your youth branching out and discovering things, and it feels good to contract. It feels good to come back to a point, mm -hmm. I think. I believe that, too. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. Awesome, man. Uh, is your men's group up online or anything? Is there anything you want to promote? No, um, or a way people yet. can contact you directly if they want to? Um, if, if people want to contact me, um, I think the, the easiest way is, if that's fine for you, because I have not established anything, no website, no nothing, mm -hmm. um, you, you can definitely forward my, my, my email address, give it out to people who want to be in contact with me, uh, especially Great. when you're in Germany. Um, it's or what wherever in the world if you have any questions or whatever you can of course contact me awesome yeah cool. your men's group's in german i assume yeah no, northern germany i will establish okay. that here yeah cool cool actually i have a, i know a few people who might want to to link up with you in germany great Go for it. yeah yeah cool man any anything else no i'm i'm uh, absolutely happy with uh, the conversation it was very interesting as always <laughs> yeah yeah, I'll, I'll, maybe we'll do this like every year, every January, you can come on and uh, update us. Sounds awesome, man. Have a good one. Bye. Peace.